So if a business with a lot of capital equipment has an EBITDA of 40 grand and the equipment is worth 400,000 and the asking price is 400,000, is it really worth a 10 time multiplier? Or are we looking at a problem of capital utilization? Hey everyone, it's David Barnett from davidcbarnett.com, the blog site, YouTube channel, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, podcast, where I talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized enterprises. This week, we've got a question about valuation again. So here's the question. I see a lot of companies listed with an EBITDA, for example, of $40,000. They have tangible assets, machinery, for example, CNC milling machines, plastic injection molding, so big capital equipment. Uh, which is worth 400,000 and they've got sales of 400,000 and the asking price is between three and 400,000. And of course there's machinery in there, but what is this case? Is this a very bad utilization of assets or are we talking about a business being worth a 10 times multiple? Well, this, this one's so short. I think I should ask another one here. Okay. So basically, yeah, it's, this is an example, an example of what I call zombie capital or it's a zombie business. Yeah. Zombie capital. So a bunch of investment has been put into this business and the people are unable to generate a a required rate of return out of those capital assets. And so they're offering it for sale as a business, but in reality, the assets are worth more than the business because for a machine shop, machine shops, because of capital equipment and, and everything, they tend to sell for higher multiples. So you might find a machine shop going for like a 4X multiplier of EBITDA, for example. In this case, that would tell us the business was worth 160,000. But if the machinery itself is worth, you know, 400,000 in the resale market as used equipment, then clearly the people who've built this business have invested too much money. It doesn't make sense for the amount of cash they're able to earn with the money, which is probably why they want to sell it because they want to get their money back out. So when you find a business like this, it's a bit of a challenge because the business itself isn't worth much as a business. Really, when you buy this business, you have to look at it as though you are getting into a new business because you're going to have to significantly change the business or find a significant number of new clients in order to generate the cash flow that's going to make your investment worthwhile. But Unlike a real startup, you're not starting from zero. You actually already have some customers. So the bills are being paid. If there's an EBITDA, it means that, um, you know, all the basic overheads and and bills are being covered to some degree. And so these are the challenging ones because as a buyer, you can't really just say, Ooh, it's a sound investment. I'm going to buy it and do well. Um, you have to really have a plan for improving it because you can't invest 400 grand to earn 40 in something like a business. I mean, that works in real estate, but it doesn't work in this because of the risks involved. Now, some people would argue that the risks are mitigated by the fact that there's a lot of capital equipment and that's what the sellers are gambling on. They're basically saying, yeah, we didn't really do well with this business, but because our equipment is still worth a lot of money, we can still sell it for a higher price. Would they be able to actually get that price for their equipment if it had to be disassembled, removed from its current location, sent off somewhere else? Are there other penalties that they would have to face if they broke their lease, for example, and and this kind of thing? Yeah, maybe. And that's probably why they want to try to sell the business as a going concern 
instead of just liquidating the assets. And it is creeping along and making a little bit of money. So these are the question mark businesses because in my opinion, the only person who should be buying a business like this is someone who has a great depth of knowledge in that particular industry and has, has an understanding of what needs to happen as far as a sales and marketing effort to bring in more clients. Um, so it's not a startup. It's also not what I would categorize as a successful, profitable business either. It's a challenge. And what normally would happen <clears throat> if I was involved in this deal is I would be using the low cash flow to demonstrate to the seller that what they have for sale isn't really worth that much, even though the machinery and equipment is there. But as a honest, nice, straight shooting buyer, I am willing to pay them the market value of their equipment. It's just going to take me some time to pay them. And I would want to organize this with a fairly hefty seller note to give them the exit they're looking for because they're probably tired and exhausted and they know that they can earn more money with their time if they move on from this business and go get a job somewhere or do something else. So yeah, very few businesses, if any, are worth a 10 X multiple of cash flow. In fact, when we're talking about businesses with that kind of valuation, we're usually talking about a publicly traded entity of some kind. And the biggest difference between a private business and a publicly traded entity is that publicly traded businesses don't have liquidity risk. You can buy and sell their stock any day the stock market's open. And so the biggest challenge when you sell a small business is finding a buyer. Public companies don't have that problem. Every day you can sell shares. There's somebody out there who wants to buy them. Yeah, I hope that helps. If you want to learn more about selling a business, take my online course over at howtosellmyownbusiness.com. The website also outlines the process that I take people through when it's time for them to move on and they don't want to pay a business broker's commission. Cheers. We'll see you later.